Oh, you want to see something really fun? I would. Uh, get ready to say something really impactful. Kiwis are extremely endangered and can only live in habitats now and cannot survive in the wild. <laughs> you had you had a moment to say anything you wanted, and it was about kiwis. I love kiwis. What a fruit. <laughs> Paladin, what's your safe word? Uh, today's safe word is kiwi. Why not? Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word, the sex education podcast that's got a few kinks and a lot of echoes. What's that, Lassie? Timmy's in the well. Timmy is in that well, and I'm here to find him. <laughs> oh, and who are you? Okay, if you, uh, this isn't daddy. No, it's, I'm, I mean, I am a daddy. Wait, we have a button for that. Okay, 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 go ahead. Oh, I am a daddy to somebody. Oh, am I doing a daddy voice? <laughs> and welcome back to the Sex Education Channel. It's got too many buttons today. Today, my host with the most, who's helping me coast in today's topic, is Paladin. I don't think I'm the topic itself. I was I was just told to show up. No, no, I said to talk about the topic. Oh, okay. No, you're the top, not the topic. Oh, I well, sometimes, sometimes you're the top. Sometimes. Not all the time, right, Paladin? No, definitely not all the time. And you know what I really love? We're going to get into today's topic eventually, I promise. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about polyamory and leather families. Because if you didn't know, we like leather. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Would you say I mean, that is... it's not all inclusive to leather? But like I do love well, yeah, other uh, things. Other we can than talk leather. about that. We can talk about that. But uh, today we're going to be talking about polyamory and leather families. Um, and we will get into that. But first, I just want to talk about how quickly somebody's stature, position, voice, and general like uh, energy changes when you put a microphone in front of them. Because immediately Paladin just goes, oh, oh. Oh, 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 I can hear him. Oh, my can. Oh, I sound so good. I, I feel very <laughs> empowered right now. <laughs> this is the moment. I love I that. I love that. But what I just I just love how excited you were because immediately you're like, oh, he, I mean, I'm very excited. Uh, I mean, it's not my first time in front of a microphone. Oh, um, I was mm -hmm. in musical theater as a child. Um, really? I was. Yes. I didn't know that. Um, it was terrible. What, um, what, what shows did you do? Um, I was in Little Women. Um, I did. I Which played, woman were you? Um, I was Professor Bear, and I had the oh, worst oh, accent oh. On, on the planet. <laughs> it was terrible enough that they, I think they eventually asked me to stop doing an accent and just try to sound sophisticated, <laughs> oh, no. and I couldn't do that either. Oh, Paladin. They, they, um, they, and it was at a very conservative school, so I had to go through training to remove my lisp. <gasps> we just watched a documentary called Do I Sound Gay the other day. Which was actually very much about that and was super homophobic. It was a very homophobic documentary. It was a pretty intense list, but I was not the worst lisper in the drama team. Not lisper. To be clear, like, your voice is beautiful. Like we watched, so we watched Do I Sound Gay, which came out in like 2014. Like I should be very clear about that. And so there was a lot of very homophobic, like, uh, internalized homophobic statements that were made in that and like margaret cho was in it and george takei and dan savage none of them made homophobic comments but it was like the the guy in it that wrote this, this pretty much a documentary about himself and his gay voice was like going through this journey of of trying to change his voice but then at the end it was very much like well but i can't because i love my voice and that's who i am Oof. after this entire very homophobic up and down roller coaster where i got to talk to a bunch of famous people it was very weird i feel very called out actually uh so up until i was 21 my voice was extremely high uh probably another octave or so and i actively practiced for days at a time uh, in my car, just lowering my voice as much as possible oh. to where I am today. Oh my God. I, but I mean, it really was to a point where my grandfather would like get on to me about like, when your voice gets super high, your grandmother's voice gets super high. So I needed to tone it down. Oh, uh, but what's I, wrong with that? Uh, my family functions, we just keep yelling louder and louder and drinking more and more. It just makes yeah. it more fun. Yeah, and, and I'm not... Yeah, so absolutely, do you and be yourself. Uh, for me, this was something that was more comfortable for me. It just took a lot of practice, and I like I like my voice now. 
Oh. But, um, then it was a different story. And I was a different person. And we all grow. This guy, though, had gone over like this documentary, like went over like a year or two. It was just a very odd documentary. It was, but it was also like a product of the time. You know, 2014 was a different time, like way before COVID, before some elections. It was, <laughs> yes. it was, yeah. But uh, Sonic drive-ins. The, uh, oh, I, I'm pretty sure those still exist. They do, but that's just was, not here that in was San like Francisco. The thing for like my high school and oh, college days. Oh, not, okay. okay. Anyway, like, anyway, anyway, <laughs> which leads us to today's topic, which is accepting yourself and your interests. Um, but first. Pup tea. What is today's tea? Pup tea. Um, so daddy's not here. We have we have uh, the stand-in daddy. Is is that what I should call you? Yeah, that works. I stand am a daddy in, as well. A Sid, a stand-in daddy. I I would love to stand in daddy. Oh, you are a daddy. We'll get we'll get into that. Um, but this week, Twitter has started blocking porn in Germany. That seems oddly. Strange. I feel like Germany is one of the most kink-friendly countries in Europe. Am I wrong? I wouldn't disagree. But you know where Twitter is not located? Germany? Oh, well, I mean... The, the, so, the whole point... So, this this article came out this last week. It was brought to my attention. Thank you, Ray Bannon, lovely co-host of the On Guard podcast. If you're not listening to that as well, you should. But uh, Twitter has actively been blocking adult content creators since late... 2020 but it's only been recently that we've started talking about this because they started going after some larger creators so like creators from like maybe a couple thousand to upwards of 700,000 followers have just been disappearing Ooh. off of the timelines of people in Germany now German regulations apparently say that pornography should not be visible to children and must be hidden with an age verification system that's an actual like law that Germany has on the books Makes now sense. It it does uh, well, yes and no. Like Twitter is so okay. First and foremost, always protect the children. Children should be protected. I'm not saying we should not protect kids, but I'm pretty sure Twitter already has an age gate for kids. Like I'm pretty sure they shouldn't be on Twitter to begin with. And then on top of that, I don't know if you've ever experienced this on Twitter, but you can mark your blog as 18 up, or Twitter will literally delete your account. Like they'll say if you if you keep breaking the restrictions here of like adult content, you, you banned. But if you follow the rules, they don't mind. Like that's why Twitter gets away with the porn. Ah, uh, I I hope that's true. I feel like I've I've had some struggles myself of what counts and what doesn't with Twitter, as as we all do in this community. Well, the, sure. So like it it's not asking for the age of the user specifically, but it will ask if your your stuff should be like marked as not safe for work. That's right. the thing. So, under German law, regulators say that Twitter accounts posting pornographic content should not be accessible as there are no age checks in place to make sure that that person is actually of or above the age of 18. That now, now that's true, but the fact that they're just and and they're even trying to go after sites like uh X Hamster, YouPorn, Pornhub, and legal proceedings are already underway against most of them. So, I am I am confused, confuzzled, and scared. I'm I'm scared and horny because I can't look at the porn. I'm scorny. <laughs> scorny, Jesus. Uh, I have much to learn. So you remember you remember like the no safe for work Tumblr ban, right? Yes. Oh, and the <laughs> the people just leaving Tumblr drastically. And Sesta Fosta, of course, which we despise. But this this is another just check in the book of conservative people that are trying to pretty much Think of the, the literally the article is like we have to think of the children and protect them from the porn. Well, first of all, where are the parents? Why, why, why did the parents give them an un, unchecked phone where they could download pornographic websites? What? Why? Like that seems to be the first problem here is that we're just leaving it up to the parents. Second of all, adults being adults and consenting and doing nothing wrong doesn't seem like a problem to me. I have much to learn on this topic specifically. Uh, there's a lot of levels of, I don't necessarily know how uh, media properly filters. And then I came from a very conservative background back in the day, uh, where there was a lot thicker lines of all inclusiveness. So everything mm -hmm. that wasn't that particular picture of man and woman uh, having kids in a monogamous relationship was all in the same category of bad. 
So there was no difference in like pornography versus actually cheating on your wife, for example. Versus Harry Potter. Versus they're, they're Harry Potter. The, they're, they're all, all in the same category. Uh, so uh, it's sort of an all-inclusive nothing. So I'm still coming that. out of a lot of that. That makes I, I get that. But like the way that this is going is the government can literally request accounts to be blocked. And critics of the actual issue right now is saying that German's approach is just very scattergun. It doesn't have any transparency and they're just taking down accounts. Who's to say the sex education doesn't count as porn under these guidelines because kids shouldn't quote unquote access it? I just wish there was this level of filtering over the last four-ish years, personally. As far as, wait. For more of a political side. Like, oh, they seem perfectly fine well, well, banning things yeah, if different. it's, quote, with the, uh, for the kids. But no. if it's political no, and they don't, they don't care about has kids, actual for real. ramifications, then it's fine. It's fine. So this is kind of scary. And I feel bad for all of our German peeps that are listening here. Um, a lot of a lot of American advocates are, are very much against it as our German. But the conservative attitudes towards pornography and trying to limit its reach is just so odd because they're using the protect all minors as an excuse to push forward this conservative like policy and bring down porn companies altogether which they've been trying to do for years in a bunch of different ways mm -hmm. now it's not illegal and is not uh, like to make porn obviously because we you make it I, I can i say that you make it yes yes okay okay i've never done anything illegal oh no, <laughs> no i just no no never mind <laughs> Yes, I I have done pornography. I yes, and it's been fun, and I've enjoyed it, and I love supporting my friends who also are in this field. Yes. So again, <laughs> kids shouldn't be on social media. We have actual studies to prove that. Stop using fake. Think of the children scare tactics to take down porn just because you want to control people's bodies and track them and everything they do via age verification systems on social media apps. That that's I think that's all we gotta say there. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's honestly, would you say that this topic was hair raising? Hair raising. As someone with a lot of hair, I feel like I should know for sure. It raises a lot of the hairs that I have. What would you do if you ever needed to remove hairs? Oh, I, oh, don't ask me. I have made the wrong choice far too many times about removing hair. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, you can use our friend at Manscaped. <laughs> Manscaped is a great company that will help you get uh, get ready for beach season, which is only four months away. It feels like it's happening right now. It's fucking hot. It is. I, should, I, have, a, I, should I have a fan on. Our door is open. AC going. Like I feel bad for people that have the blizzards going, but you know what they might need to do? They need the manscape and then cuddle up with their favorite significant other because they might have multiple like today's episode. I, you know, I can only imagine how many uh, significant others there are in the cold. <laughs> Thank you for the ad lib. Anyway, so with Manscaped, one of today's lovely sponsored, you can check out all of their goods for hair care needs. Now, Manscaped is made to make sure that you nick cuts in the butt. We don't want you getting any abrasions, scrapes, cuts. And so Manscaped does a really good job. They've got they've got ceramic blades first and foremost that, that go upwards of like 4,000 RPM, but they also have guards in place that are going to protect your skin and make sure you do so properly. So they have the Lawnmower 4.0, which is like the razor that I use on my face, on mm -hmm. people's body parts. I look at paladin's hairy chest oh i did actually have to use a manscape recently mm -hmm. to shave mm -hmm. my chest completely mm -hmm. they also have the weed whacker which is for noses and ears do you ever get the little dangly hair that you have to like prick out and like not like, not Ow. my ears specifically you don't have those no but <gasps> i do man these nose hairs are vicious and they're <laughs> not vicious nose they come back hairs. every other day <laughs> and if you have vicious nose hairs that might get a little agitated when you try to pluck them they also have preservers balms and and, and butt wipes for all the dangly bits. Oh, well, <laughs> all right. We're fully prepped. We are. So if you're looking to take your hair care into the new year, try out Manscaped with offer code WATTS20 at the link down below, and you'll get 20% off as well as free shipping. And if you get the perfect performance package, you get a whole travel shed, which is lovely for traveling to get around, as well as some very nice breathable boxers. Mm. Can, can you just, can you say thank you, Manscaped? Thank you, Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs>
My husband <laughs> loves Manscaped, by the way. So he bought the whole package after seeing one of oh, your. Oh, the yours. package. Oh. Yes, after seeing one of your uh, your podcasts, he also invested oh. fully in Manscaped. Manscaped, see, it's wor- it works. He dove all in. <laughs> but honestly, no, I I love my Manscaped, and I I do actually share it with my partners, which is today's topic. So, I know that we're a few minutes in. We had some news to talk about, which is just scary because like Sesta Fasta and Tumblr. And the Earn It Act, which is coming up. We're going to do an episode on the Earn It Act. That stuff's so scary. Do you know what that is? I do not. I okay, would love well, to learn. You're the reason we need to do that episode. But today, <laughs> we are here to talk about polyamory, uh, mixing it up, leather families, and just dynamics that exist within leather. Because Paladin, can, can you give us just like a quick... I, I feel like people already know who you are, but I've stupidly not allowed you to tell us who you are. Oh. Um, so, my name is Paladin. Um, I... Uh, I've been all over. Um, I work a lot. It was, the, it was the exasperated sigh as you look <laughs> off into space that says everything. Sure. Uh, just a little bit about me. Um, I have been in two separate leather families. Um, I've been in the community for, let's say, seven years at this point. Um, uh-huh. I was in a full-on scholarship for five of those years. Um, and when and, you say collarship, you mean like you had you were wearing someone's collar, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I use that as, as a term instead of relationship. Uh, it's just an easy way to say like I have a collar with this person, as opposed to collarship. No, I love that. I actually really, really like that. I've not heard that term before. I just oh, heard like well, collared. Consider it coined, guys. We have coins. Coined. Um, and then you also have a current family of your own right now, right? How many people are in that? <laughs> um, so I've got a web going on. Uh, we call oh. them my pack. Um, so I've got my husband who I'm married to, uh, which makes sense because I called him my husband. Um, I also have a pup who lives in San Diego. Um, uh, his name is Fenris, if you guys want to follow him. Uh, and then I've also got my boy Hunter, uh, who is in his intermediate collar right now. And uh, I'm very blessed with the people I have. And, you know, even if I don't necessarily have scholarships with uh, certain people, they're still part of my family, uh, even if they might not be part of the, quote, Robbins family, which is the family that I host currently. So including myself and my boy and my pup. I love that. Do you guys like cheese? We love cheese. Would you call yourself the Swiss family Robinsons? Oh, Jesus. No. Jesus? No. This is not where we were going with this. <laughs> so would you say that because and and maybe it's you've had like different dynamics throughout time. Like me and daddy are poly and we are like off and on over the years. We've had people in the relationship, out of the relationship. Um, we've we've tried different kinds of polyamory because there are different kinds of polyamory. And uh, would you say that, that your current your current situation, which makes it sound bad, not situation, your current family is poly or is it like polygamist? Is it what is it open? How do you how do you describe it? Uh, I guess polyamorous. There's a there's some, some sort of levels in there. Like and I want to be clear, like when I'm saying leather family, uh, I'm using that more as an all inclusive term for sure. people who are or may are not in leather or are or are not into kink. But it's just a way of uh, describing non-monogamous non families within non-traditional yeah non-traditional lgbtq or beyond families uh so that when (laughs) i use that that's the term i'm using uh specifically okay and but so you would say that you are so how do you so when you talk about poly and we'll talk about questions that people have because there's tons of them (laughs) um but when you talk about poly it's like everybody does it different you know Yes, every collarship is different. Every leather family is different. Every relationship is different. Any person I've ever been on a date with was different. And leather families are no different. <laughs> how how many types of relationships do you think exist out there? Ooh, um, for poly, like how many different kinds of poly exist? So there are what seven billion people on the planet no, now. No, no, no. So I would say no, about no, seven billion no, different types. Types. Types, <laughs> types like oh, classifications. Because I so there's like uh, just closed relationships, uh, which are perfectly oh, fine. Okay. There's polyamorous closed relationships. There are open relationships that are polyamorous. There are leather families. Oh, never mind. There are, there drag are nine houses. types there. of polyamory <laughs> and poly. Paladin's really good at just talking about everything that could exist. Now, of course, there's open, there's closed and whatnot. What most people uh, adhere to or are familiar with even in polyamory is um, the, the different styles like hierarchy polyamory. Do you know what that is? Um, are you... Oh, like you're talking about like a, like a collarship, for example. I have a sir and I have a, the... 
sure like there's there's a primary and a secondary there there's there's hierarchy or maybe even like a flow chart that goes down yes like you have a flow chart no and there's nothing wrong with that that's that's good organization as far as how wolves have alpha beta omega yeah so like me and daddy are are kind of in a hierarchy poly because we're we're a primary couple for each other you know like Mm -hmm. you might be with your your husband but then we have like we cohabitate with others um we might combine finances we might do like some people in a hierarchy will like look for children one day or maybe they have children mm-hmm. um and then they are allowed to explore those secondary relationships and it could be multiple or singular some people will like include veto powers and whatnot uh, i'm curious how how you guys kind of work um so i do have my husband who is my quote primary relationship i uh, so we make decisions together we build houses together we build lives together uh, any major life decisions are made exclusively with him. Um, and we are uh, still open as well. So he's got his own relationships. I have my own relationships uh, as oh, well. Yeah. But uh, there's no power exchange between me and my husband either. Uh, we are in a relationship and we're just full on equal 50-50 partners, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So you're 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 kind of, okay, that's a different kind of almost relationship too. Because like hierarchy will kind of, intermix like mix the other partners that you might have or i might have or we might even date people together if we were in a relationship this is a hypothetical like i'm talking as if you were daddy um that kind of almost sounds like a v a v uh, relationship and then almost more of a triangle on top of that v. triads exist too <laughs> triads well here let's let's quickly go through all the types and maybe you can tell me which one sounds more like you guys mm. so there's hier- <laughs> hierarchy there's anchor partners so that's where there's an anchored like a person that it's not a primary relationship as much as just being anchored to that person and being able to play uh with other partners who are also seen as uh equal footing so there's no hierarchy there so like let's say i'm in a in a relationship with daddy but then i'm also in a relationship with you in like a an anchor partner sort of thing daddy might be like that that primary person but like i treat you like i would him you know you guys are on the same footing no one's better than the other um but in like my current relationship daddy daddy is above you oh, i'm thank sorry you. thank you yeah i don't know if you knew that oh no i definitely knew <laughs> there, there were hints <laughs> um there's also triads like you said where there's like three people in that equal relationship mm-hmm. there's quads quads are very popular as well um there's so this one is a new one that i found when researching which is called polyfidelity have you ever heard of that no but i'm excited to learn so some polyamorous relationships become closed and members engage in polyfidelity. This is when all members of the poly relationship are not to seek romantic or sexual connections outside of the established relationship. Polyfidelity, it's so hard to say. Say polyfidelity. Polyfidelity. Can I say it five times fast? Polyfidelity, 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 polyfidelity. Ah, well done. Thank you. In polyfidelity. <laughs> Is that does that happen like once a month in a poly family? Polysaturation, <laughs> polysaturation, polysaturation. Oh, 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 polysaturation. I read that wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> polysaturation um, has been reached, or the inability to add additional members due to the time and energy constraints happens. Ah. So that's where you kind of you close it off, but you're still poly, but you're just like you're resource managing almost. Yes. You so know? for example, like I have I uh, two subs of my own right now. And there is currently no room for a third at the moment. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it would take a lot of time management and a lot of conversations to reopen up that pathway, uh, at least for me personally. So I have reached quote polysaturation. Is okay. That, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're taking care of your your energy, your battery, your spoons, if it will, if yes. you will. Um, and then there's V's, which kind of are like anchor a little bit. But in the V situation, you might have, you know, your your primary, like, so there's a person that you're having a relationship with and that they might be having a relationship with you and one other person like you. So you're making like a V shape. Yes. Now, you might never be in a, an emotional relationship with the other person that's attached to that V, but you might be like close friends. You might have like a good rapport, a friendship. You yes, know. I have been in a V before. Oh, okay. So, how did that work? Or how, I, how did that leave you feeling? Were you I, saturated? <laughs> uh, I think it's, uh, you can kind of think of it like, I, in this case, this was my leather brother. 
So I didn't mm. have a romantic uh, relationship with him or a power exchange with him, but we were still very close, even though he was also in a relationship with uh, the Sir, the Dom. Uh, so it did sort of form a V sort of shape. Okay. All right. No, yeah. And it, it, that, that V shape, again, you're not having a relationship with the person attached or from the pivot, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think other really popular ones are anarchy based, which that's Paul. That's just like free for all poly. There's no hierarchy there. There's not really any of the rules. You can just do kind of whatever you want. Anarchy. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Solo polyamory which is someone that lives alone and has multiple partners, but don't really define any hierarchy. And then the last one is polycule. Oh, I've heard this one a lot recently. Oh, really? Yes. Do, do you know uh, what it means? I, I mean, I've, I've heard of this term recently. Uh, so go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. Um, it's where it encompasses everyone on the relationship map, including all your partners, your metamors, whether they do or don't cohabitate and there might be like polycule meetings discussions to consider decisions everyone's kind of like they could all be like a kitchen table making decisions maybe like a polycule is just kind of like there's a lot going on so it's like the plus in lgbtq plus it encompasses no, like no, everything it's not, right? it's not not a sexual well no it's not like lgbt well no 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 i just meant more like, oh it's the plus like, at the end this of, is the general oh, term this is the for, plus like, sure anyone <laughs> all right maybe <laughs> i just like that it sounds like molecule it makes me sound scientific and official yeah but th that one specifically like everything's every every everything in poly is diverse everything is different you mm -hmm. might you might actually start in one poly kind of relationship and actually learn that you're not in that one but in a different one as you grow like i've definitely found that through the the polyamory that me and daddy experience it feels like it's the same but it might be the way that we talk about communicate or even the people that come in and out have different expectations you know absolutely absolutely every so, relationship is different you might be a polycule with a molecule of oh solo no. polyamory oh or you might have an additional branch uh -oh. of mm. triad in there i'm not pushing for a mix <laughs> of all of these but i've got a strong collection i think but so the the thing with poly now if i were to and we're going to give some like pointers and whatnot because people did ask questions about yes. about you specifically um <laughs> they want to where you live they want to your social no I'm kidding uh but i kind of want to talk about like our own experience with is it experiences with it sorry poly saturation has me tongue-tied and and just kind of like maybe what we liked about poly what we kind of dislike at times because the very first thing I always go for is like communication. Oh, yes. Whenever someone asks about how to do poly, I say, are you communicating well? Yes, 100%. Please always communicate with your partners and have like regular check-ins of like, hey, like, you know, there's nothing alarming, nothing going wrong necessarily. But I'm, it's you know, it's been three months of trying this method of relationship. And I just want to make sure that this is still working for you. What are some good things that are going on? What's there bad things that are going on? I, I know with my partners, I, you know, you don't necessarily have to tell me every excursion you've had. Uh, some but people you, have a, a don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. And they're probably some people want to know everything. But the bigger thing is like, if you are asked, like, you've got to be open about it. Or if you have needs, you can't have those needs met if you're not communicative about it, period. I, but I do think that in that, I think we should really be clear that like, yeah, jealousy is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Everyone gets jealous. Yes. Everyone gets nervous. Yes. When you're sharing your new stuff for kinks with a new person, it can be really, uh, it could be, it could be a nervous, very, very high, like intense sort of like, ah, you yes. know? And, and I just, to be clear, like I made a note about this too. Uh, jealousy notes. is on every level of your relationship yeah and it's a problem that's not just at the beginning like okay hey like we have now opened our relationship so jealousy is not going to be an issue anymore it, and it it really is on every level so yeah uh, i know with like my husband for example uh when we first started even talking about it there was a strong level of jealousy there was a point where i in our relationship down on the road where like he was okay with playing with other people but he wasn't okay with me playing with other people or vice versa or even now, like I, when one of my subs goes and plays with somebody new, there's always this like self check of like, I, you know, you know, why can't I do those things for them? Like, you know, why don't they want to do those things with me? Like, is there something wrong with me personally? Mm. And a lot of that has to do with my own insecurities and not necessarily something that they're doing wrong. So I have to put myself in check. Like, I trust in our communication that if there's issues, we're going to talk about them. I trust that he's going to come home and uh, we're going to continue our relationship. And I trust that if something does change, that we're going to talk about it and we're going to work on that together.
Yeah. Well, but then also to, to that, um, I would say that you need to be also very clear, like poly is not failure. A lot of people think that if you approach your partner and you're like, ah, I want to do this thing. They feel like you're trying to get rid of them or push them out or, or say that they're not good at something when in fact, maybe they're just not, they're not a, a person that you want to do a specific thing with, or maybe you're looking for an expert rope dom and your partner doesn't like rope or just isn't interested at all. Like, why would you want to force someone to do a thing? Absolutely. You know? Like, yeah. And and everyone is, like I said, everybody's different. Uh, but, yeah. you know, if you, for example, you know, I, I like having someone that I'm married to that I can go home and 100% be myself. I don't have to, you know, make sure that all the ropes are tied. I don't have to make sure uh, that, uh, you know, all the, the kinks are met, so to speak. Uh, I can just relax and be myself. Uh, there's no power exchange. We're in this together. Uh, and there's something very relaxing about having that person without adding in the power exchange on top of High that. High School Musical had it right. We're all in this together. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I don't know the dance, but I used to. If you thought, if you, if you, if you imagine the dance, what do you think it would look like? I remember that there's a big clap at the. At, oh at, yeah, yeah. At, you know where you raise your hands uh, above your head. Uh, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> clap, clap. Wow, patients just got some <laughs> armpits. Oh, sorry. Um, no, you don't be sorry. <laughs> That's the podcasts are supposed to be silly. So, it, the jealousy happens, and for me, it's like. Daddy likes doing a lot of impacty stuff. I feel like we've got we've talked about this tons that daddy just likes a little bit more intense play than I do. I love I've got my kinks. I love rope, I love puppy play, I love hypnotism. I like like they're, they're like minor power play here or there with others, but I'm like very much okay and celebrating and making sure that daddy goes out and has fun, which is called, do you know what the opposite of jealousy is? Uh empathy? Well, oh, um, kind of, but um, starts with a C. Uh, compassion. You're really close. Con conditional. Love. Nope. I Go back to the comp. <laughs> nope. Comp. Uh, completion. Nope. Nope. Com competition. Nope. Uh -uh. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. No, um, you're so close. Com complacent. Yeah, um, oh, there's a P. There is a P. Comp. Computational. Oh um, computerized. Compersion. Compersion. I was close. <laughs> well, you were, but it took, you never got it, so I don't think it counts. Do um, get good point points? Half a point. Mm. So, compersion is this lovely word that we don't use enough in our vocabulary, personally, that is pretty much just the opposite of jealousy. You are you are encouraging, you love when your partner's out and has fun, because you know they're going to come back and like treat you with all the good love that you want and need, and that you are, you've pretty much signed up for, you know? <laughs> Oh, we like the jazz. The jazz do you thing. want? Did you need like a, a sexy sound effect? I do. I would love that. But we don't get it. So oh no! Oh no! The button's not working. It's okay. Anyway, <laughs> so, I just want you to know that I appreciate all of those kinks that you listed out. That was nice. So big thumbs up for you. I am all for all of those. Oh, I love this. Coincidental, I'm sure. But um, uh, like, have you ever run into any any roadblocks or any moments that were just not? Not good for your poly. I'm I'm curious because you. The reason I wanted to have you on, besides just the adorable, lovely awkwardness that is you, yeah. And patrons get to see all of the dancing. Um, <laughs> is that you are very much integrated or involved into our our web of poly, our poly web, our puppy poly polycule, a puppy cule, <gasps> a puppy cule. Oh, that's cute. Puppy sounds chaos. <laughs> sounds like chaos. I think it was just called a pack at that point. I like puppy cool better, actually. <laughs> um, but I'm curious. I'm curious, like, what your experience is with with me and Daddy. Um, this is actually just an interrogation of oh, you. Jesus. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm ready. No, no, no. I want to know. I want. I'm curious your experience. Um, I think you both love each other a lot. Okay. No, um, I'm not looking for like a safe <laughs> answer. No, I'm. I'm saying like. How 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 do different poly families, let's say, like interact? How like what is your how does it feel? Are you talking about my your relationship experience. with you guys, or like yeah. how I view your relationship with Crit with Daddy? <laughs> I love that. that. I love that Ooh. with Crit Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that right there is just—it's very interesting. Like the dynamics that you have with people. I'm—I guess I'm curious. Like, what is what is your experience in such a way that like? 
how how does it feel for you? Like, why are you why are you interested in 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 being in other parts of other families and poly fam? Like, what do you get from that? Um, I can well. Uh, so for example, I did talk about like my upbringing and where I came from. Um, oh, sure. I ended up actually losing my biological family uh, due to I um, quote my choices and mm. and the people that I chose to love. Uh, These are quotes so, from your family, not quotes that you oh, aspire to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just making sure. They would be quotes from my family if my family talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Cries and pain. <laughs> so like, uh, part of the things that I was looking for, I was looking for a community, a family that loved me the way that I am. Um, and what more intimate way is that with somebody who you share a kink with? That's uh, fair. For sure. That's like, fair. Um, so, for example, um, my first leather family, uh, who I, I love and I adore, uh, although I don't have a scholarship with them anymore, I, I was not necessarily interested in looking into pup play at that point. But when I saw him interacting in that intimacy and that trust that comes with pup play between a pup and a handler, I knew that was something that I wanted. Uh, it was a level of trust that I had not seen before, and hmm. I dove full on in and uh, came out the other side of the water just dripping in relationships oh, oh dripping in relationships uh, so oh. for me it gives me a sense of community it gives me a sense of family it gives me somewhere safe to be uh where i can experience those things um a lot of times i i try to compare like when i'm trying to tell like people who are not necessarily in this community uh what this is like um i try to refer them to that show pose i okay go that, on that talks about drag families and drag houses you know what's really funny not like funny haha because but but also kind of funny ha i was just watch i just watched paris is burning we did a stream with a paris is burning hmm. and the overlaps of, obviously of po, like pose paris is burning families yes. chosen yeah. families that was exactly where i was going to go so continue uh so like uh drag houses are a great example these are a lot of people who were in especially back in like the 80s and 90s and, and beyond i uh, they were rejected from their own families and they mm -hmm. formed their own families and their own houses where they could be themselves and they could take you know, I, you know, express their their real selves, and that's all kink is too. It's just expressing your real self and your real interests as well. We just put it in the kink category. <laughs> so, is leather drag? I I am I am not qualified to answer this question. <laughs> uh, they are not. I'm asking your opinion. <laughs> this is a podcast. What do you think? I, I think leather in like in any other uh, community is a way of expressing yourself. Uh, is just as like for the furry community. Oh God, like, you're, you're even more PC your, than I am when answering a question. I uh, like you could put on, well, I mean, look where I came from. <laughs> um, so like in the furry community, you're also putting on like a persona. This is a way to express who you are. I, they're called fursonas. Wow. You yes. didn't listen to our furry episode. I, I was putting, leave you. I was using a general term. <laughs> <laughs> but I will still coin collarship and take credit for that one. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but, you know, I was looking for a family. I was looking for uh, people who liked me for who I am. And that really is the major goal. My goal was not to find a leather family or to get collarships from people or to build connections with people. My, my goal was to surround myself with people that enjoy me for myself and that I can invest in and that they can invest in me like a real family does. A real family yeah. like a biological traditional family is supposed to do so to speak no i get that <clears throat> um so and I'm, actually this is a good segue into questions that people had about poly because we have quite a few yes. <laughs> um there was a lot there was like 40 or so questions and people always people always are so interested in our opinions on poly and i think that's because poly seems like this ominous thing that like there must be a way to do it right. There must be just the one way. What is the secret to the Polly family? Oh, the secret. Oh, that wasn't a question. Oh. That, that was my <laughs> that was my internet interpretation of people when they're like, yes, they are looking for that way. And and a lot of times I, I will say, a lot of times when people ask me about poly relationships a lot of times they're asking because they they're interested in either opening up their relationship or they have their own needs that aren't necessarily being met and they're trying to figure those out or they're nervous to talk to their partners about how to move forward i think one of the questions that somebody asked uh summer recently was i uh, can a monogamous relationship transition into a polyamorous relationship or does it have to be that way from the start 
Oh, wait. Or does it have to be poly from the start? Does it? Yes. Does it have to be poly from the start? Or can we transition a monogamous relationship to a polyamorous relationship? As somebody who's had a fully monogamous relationship, as somebody who's had a fully monogamous relationship that turned poly because of kinks that we were into that were a little bit different, Same. as somebody who's also started with a relationship that was started out as poly because it was so relaxed to begin with, and we then defined it as poly when we started dating, anything can happen. Yes. Any, exactly. Anything. And it really depends on you and your partners and your comfort levels. But I can tell you, if you're not communicating your needs and you're not putting your needs out there, there's no way that your partner can know. And, yeah. and part of that risk that you're taking in opening up your relationship or even communicating that you might want to open your relationship is, is in fact, a risk. But in the end, uh, you, need a, you need to be able to have that level of communication if you want a successful relationship, whether it's poly or if it's monogamous. So that's question number one. And already we have uh, one communication on the board. <laughs> I bet you every single one of these answers to these questions will involve communication in some way. Yes. Now, <laughs> the, the first question I have from Tara says, how do you start out and look for one? Oh, have you tried communicating? Oh, well, <laughs> communication is key. But you shouldn't like start a date with, oh, hey, um, I'm looking for literally a polyamorous relationship. I plan Why? to have 40 subs. No, why? These oh, are well, the 40 okay. subs that the, I'm going yeah, to have. Yeah, 40 subs is unrealistic. These are the scholarships that they're going to be set okay. forward. No, these are the getting, menu items I'm looking spreadsheet at. spreadsheet over here. Put that away. No, uh, just, I agree. <laughs> being mindful of time is very important to Polly. Like scheduling and all that's great. But what I want to, why, why would why would you not want to start out a date with I would like to be poly. I want to know. Oh, like that particular statement? Yes, I would like absolutely start a communication of, you know, I just want you to know I am in a polyamorous relationship. That probably should have oh, been perfect. communicated okay. prior to your date. Yeah. But maybe not be like my goal. These are my very specific, you know, intentions yeah, yeah, of what yeah, this yeah. is Don't going to Don't come with like. a, a full laundry list, grocery list of people you're going to fuck and bang to your partner you're about to try to make a new relationship with. Or fucking bang. Or, or, or dick and cock. Hmm. Um, but... <laughs> But I'm curious, do you think it's okay to to show up to a date or or I or talk about it online? Like maybe you're single and you're looking to be poly. Do you think it's okay to say that you are looking for that online? Do not start a date by that conversation. You should no, already no, have that conversation I, before you get I'm to saying, a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so like I putting it on you, a dating profile. Yes. So yes. for example, let's talk about apps for a second. I, 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 not whether it's subs or whether like it's uh, people looking or, for family. <laughs> a quesadilla? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so talking about different apps, uh, am I allowed to list them? Example? <laughs> I love that. Oh, uh, yeah. You can, you can give examples. Right, so Just like, don't drag anyone. Grinder or Scruff. <gasps> oh, or, not them. Not them. Okay, or okay, Recon or what is it the bear one what's the bear one growler growler just add an r to the end of it fooder cuddler cuddler, cuddler was, a thing, was a, a thing for a second yeah and then, oh, then, great idea <laughs> anyway um, so either way whatever you're advertising for think of this like a job uh, almost you're looking for a like if you're looking for an employee or an organization that fits your needs and that is you know your your whatever it be if you don't list what you can do and what you are looking for and be specific about like you know these are the things i'm interested these are the things i'm looking for without being like demanding if that makes sense yeah like, come like with a cover letter and a cover sheet like the top sheet but kind of yeah though. like yeah you're putting yourself out there of like these are the things i'm interested like for example i've had people come up to me and say like hey i'm looking for somebody i could do like abdl with i uh, but you know, they did that in like a private message. It's like, that's great. Like, I, I love that you're yeah. asking. I love that you're being forward. But I will tell you, it will be very hard to find somebody that you perfectly match with if you're not advertising it out there. Like, if it's not, if you're not being open about your communication and your needs, you know. Sorry, what was that word? Communication. Ah! Score like, number two. It's like, no, that was, I think it was three. seven. I don't know. We're at, anyway, we're up there. No, I like that because even, but some kinks can be a little like, there is stigma. Ooh, yes. Yeah, stigma, nervousness. <laughs> you, you feel you can't share it. And and here's the advice that I can give on that. Uh, if you, The more that I have opened up about my kinks and the things that I like and the things that I'm doing, even in my everyday life, the more that I found that the people that I thought would be closed-minded about it are also looking for those things or are also yeah, already involved in those things. More looking, yeah, looking more so for those things. Yes. The number of times you, <laughs> you introduce a kink and then that person that you weren't sure about skyrockets past you. I've heard many stories. Oh, Lord. Like, I, my, my husband was not kinky when we started and he has far surpassed me on like things that he's tried oh. and loved. And I'm so proud of him. <laughs> but uh, I know what I'm at this point in my uh, kink life where I know what I like and I'm not really looking to branch out of that for a little bit. 
Uh, but I am so proud of my husband for all the things that he's gotten to try and do. And he's just, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> okay. Okay. This isn't a, a partner podcast. Anyway. It kind of is. <laughs> well, oh, well, I mean. uh, no, I love my partner more. Fair. I'll give you that. Oh, okay. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, the next question actually came from Santana, who just says, can I be adopted into a leather family? Absolutely. That's what leather families are. <laughs> Great. Uh, they are basically adopting into a family it's a it's a, it's a you, you really are taking them on so for example um like when i first found my boy i we were i was not looking for a boy i was not looking to be a daddy um i was not even at quote daddy appropriate age i uh, but what is the daddy appropriate age so moving <laughs> forward um i did not feel like i was at daddy appropriate age ah, but got it. that was something that filled a huge void for me and it is almost like Gaping adoption we, we took him in mm. uh and we I, I take care of him as best as i can i try to guide him as best as i can he also takes care of a lot of my needs as well it happened very naturally i uh, and you can kind of look at it as adoption like you, there is a time period where you're looking at adoption you're you're bringing people into your family in the leather community we often call that like a uh, like an intermediate collar or like a uh, collar of consideration for example yeah um, where you're trying to test out those waters and then the more official quote adoption might be more like a permanent collar or like a formal conversation of like hey like i just want you to know We're moving in you you are my i uh, i uh, you know you are officially my boy like i publicly state these kinds of things if it's ever asked i just want you to know like this is a dedicated relationship moving forward. Hmm. Uh, that, and for me, at that point, when it gets to a permanent collar state, that means that breaking the collar ship is a last alternative at that point. Which is... uh, so if we've tried all the communication, if we've tried oh. to, you know, the therapy route, if we've done everything that we can, uh, and this is just not the direction to go, then we have that conversation and we break that scholarship together. And that's the expectation I go in to set forward. I realize that's not always the case and it hasn't been the case for me always. Uh, however, uh, you know, it is a very permanent thing like an adoption can be, but it doesn't always have to be either. And, and I just want you to know like every relationship is different and I do it via steps like that. But it doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes you you find a sub and they move in with you like four months after. <laughs> Speaking from personal experience, there it, it sounds like right. it did happen. Um, <laughs> well, I <clears throat> I love that what I thought was kind of a, a an obvious obviously you can be adopted. I think they were being playful with their question even, and you took it very seriously. I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, the next question we've kind of talked to, or the next question kind of covers. Um, how do you broach the subject of polyamory without making your partner feel devalued or quote unquote not enough? And how do you deal with things like marriage, common law partnerships? Oh, that's a lot. Um, and how the couple like likes to be recognized. So we kind of talked about, obviously, the, our favorite, our word of the day. Communication. Yeah. But I think that it's really important when you break that down that you are also conscious of like how how you talk about it. It's not just the fact that communication has to happen, but especially in poly, because there's scheduling that happens. There's people, there's juggling. Scheduling. There's expectations. You have to be very intentional about everything that you talk about. So it, you have to just make sure it's very pointed. It's very time timed well. You can't just pop that. You can't pop that on someone out I of nowhere. I fully disagree. <laughs> you want to <laughs> pop one. that on someone out of nowhere? I mean, I, you know, there have been points like, and of course, every relationship is different. But there, there have mm -hmm. been points in my life where I've been in a relationship with somebody and you know, you, there, there's a mental health aspect too, like where like I've denied myself and I've denied my needs for so long. So eventually it comes to a point where it does pop. Uh, now I highly oh, well, recommend talking to those things throughout time, but yeah. like sometimes, especially first starting out, if you haven't opened a relationship before, sometimes it's the only way you can uh, or know how to. What I'm, but what I'm saying is you don't just, you don't just in the middle of like, uh, uh, you're, you're, you just sat down at dinner. Hey, I want to be poly. Like that's just that kind of that doesn't that doesn't really give a good atmosphere. Can it happen? Absolutely. But <laughs> what I'm saying is like you want to be intentional with having this conversation. Yes. Like you want to make sure that you are focusing on you guys or multiple guys or gals or people, 
and you are intentional with how you talk about it, what you talk about, focusing on the things that are great and good that you love, and then explaining why you feel like I've, I've found that like speaking about yourself and your feelings, I, I know I statements are a weird thing for some people, but like saying I feel this way and this makes me feel that way um, helps to clarify feelings and maybe the expectations or things that have gone astray or that you need from someone else possibly. Right. So like one of the approaches that I've tried to push in all of my relationships, I is I've, I've actually gone sort of an opposite direction of like, I feel this way as opposed to, or like I'm, you know, you're doing something wrong and switch more to like a we conversation. Like hmm. these are my feelings. These are my needs. What can we do oh, I like that. to figure this That's, out together? So I like, like if for example, it's like, Hey, like I really like, I'm just throwing it out there. I uh, like, I like getting flogged. I, uh, whereas, you know, maybe my partner can't watch that because of traumatic reasons or whatever it may be. Which is valid. Then I just have a conversation of like, hey, so this is what I would consider something I'm very interested in. It's part of me, who I am. I feel like exploring this is part of a need for me. Uh, but I know this is uncomfortable for you. How can we work best work this together? And sometimes that means opening the relationship. Sometimes that means just like, you know, trying it a different way. Or maybe that means like, you know, doing a, a class together or like doing more research together. Or, you know, even just having those conversations as a couple together with somebody who already has experienced those things. Maybe you have poly friends. Go to dinner with them. Have have casual conversations that makes it approachable. Like, maybe that's that's actually kind of a big question is like, how do I make this approachable? Maybe I want to breach this topic, but I'm not sure how. Like, find content people like. I know, like, podcast, case in point, hello, hi, we're the funny, the funny queer people that talk about sex too much. Um, but maybe... What are other ways? Do you, can you think of any other ones that are good to kind of like just breach the topic? I mean, definitely talk about needs. Um, hmm. I mean, like good resources. Like don't don't watch Dan and Kate plus eight or something. That would like I don't know. I, wait, they don't. They're not poly. Sister they just wives, have a lot of kids. Maybe? Yeah, sister wives. Sister wives. wives. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, never mind. No, totally okay. different <laughs> level different, of different too many thing, people in. <laughs> uh, so. Um, and I do think there's a lot of stigma uh, for mm -hmm. it. Uh, so, like, for example, some people, like, when you talk about opening relationship, they think that, one, you don't necessarily want them. Or, like, you know, people are, what if people think that we're cheating on each other? Or, like, how do we handle those conversations if someone sees me with somebody else? That's a good question. Because you actually don't, like, whether it's open or maybe the people are poly, like, whatever whatever part of that spectrum of, of dynamics that you have in your relationship, the people that do it, the best sometimes you don't even know that they are insert thing whether it's poly or open or polygamist or whatever well polygamy uh, may be different but what i'm saying is like people that practice it well and that communicate that manage their expectations and schedule stuff you might not even know so you might even know a bunch of people that are open or poly or or maybe a puppy cool. I will say I I am not a person who has the ability to hide their relationships. I, I don't like being, quote, the hidden or the kink. Like some people get off on that. So good for you. Proud of you. I, but like for me, I don't That's like That's a occupational being... hazard, by the way. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> but also good for you. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have the ability to feel hidden. Uh, so like I've been in relationships that were poly where I wasn't allowed to kiss that person in public in case their coworkers saw because they didn't want to answer questions about it. And that was really, really hard for me. Mm. Uh, and it was not something that I could do long term. Um, and then I've also been in relationships where like, you know, like when Nate and I were first starting out, there was a worry about like, well, what if someone sees you bringing somebody home, you know, and one of our neighbors mm -hmm. asked about it. I was like, then it's I a guess friend. my neighbors have learned <laughs> something oh, new. Or that. Uh, but like, I, I, I don't have the ability to lie like that. And, and and I'm not saying like everyone has to be open and tell every tiny little secret like I do, uh, but I am I have a very strong stern policy that if I'm asked a direct question, I don't lie about it uh, or I don't avoid it or I don't uh, whatever it may be because that's it, it's just part of who I am and and my core value if that makes sense. But that yeah. doesn't mean necessarily anybody else has to follow well, that suit. Sure. And then when when you kind of brought up like the the neighbors question, like we live in a very gay neighborhood. You yes. know, <laughs> I and do so now. <laughs> for that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But for that, like, I think it's also important to be like, if you're, if you're, if your neighbors are that into your lives. And I, I mean, I do have a neighbor literally downstairs who like we share ring doorbells. So we see when someone comes and goes, you know, and we mm -hmm. give each other a hard time in a, in a fun, playful, shady sort of way. <laughs> but like 
maybe in that case, you you also have to define like what poly versus open is because so many gays are open, but might not be poly, you know? You know what I mean? Oh, like uh, one-time stands versus like long-term relationships. If yeah. Well, so like in this case, and what I think is important to to rectify for people listening is like poly is where you're having emotionally engaged, like supportive relationships with the multiple people. Like it's not just a, a one night stand where you are in maybe a re- emotional relationship with one person and just having flings on the side. Like open relationships are more so that. Right. You so know what like, I mean? Yes. So mm-hmm. like, uh, like if you and I were dating, but we weren't exclusive. Oh my God, are we dating? Uh, I mean, we're not there. I've, oh. I, my plate. Oh. If, did you hear the part where my my, my mm. plate was full? No. My plate was Your communication was very bad. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, like, yeah. I mean, you could have relationships where you, you know, if if Amp and I were dating, uh, that are we dating. You know, maybe we're I keep saying not this. looking to date anyone else, but we still like play with other people and then still come back home together, and that's normal too. We have a home too in this metaphorical. We do in this metaphor. Oh my god! Four corgis and twelve kiwis because they can only uh, live. How in... many German shepherds? Oh my uh, god! You don't even know me. It's like you don't listen. You you are also a German <laughs> shepherd. So I used to identify as a Shiloh shepherd, which is a very close cousin. Oh, this puppy kill metaphor is going too far. Yes. Yeah. So, but <laughs> I, I've slowly morphed into uh, more of a golden doodle recently. So this is this is my mm-hmm. pup play spiel. So there okay. that is. Your, your spiel? Spiel. So, uh, so I will say, like, some other complications with relationships uh, and poly. You know, y- you might not be open at work. Like, okay, like, at work, oh, yeah. I only have one relationship, which makes some things more difficult. Like, for example, uh, when my boy had go, you know goes to the emergency room or something, it's hard to explain to my boss, oh, hey, my friend who I am close with is in the emergency room. So sometimes it's, like, an understood, like, I will call him my partner because I know there's some urgencies and that's how my boss can understand it. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. You know, you know, even though my boy is not necessarily like my equal partner, I, you know, and we, we have a more of a power exchange sort of level instead. uh, It's easier for me to refer to him as a partner when I'm like at work or whatever it may be. Uh, Although I have been much more open about saying, Oh, like my boy, you know, I've got to go pick up my boy at whatever it be. And like, people just like, roll off with that they either like assume like i'm talking about like my boyfriend or i'm talking about like my son i mean it wouldn't be the first time someone thought daddy was my actual dad so mm. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but i'm curious and as we're, we're we are kind of getting to that tail end of the conversation of the polycule puppycule bark bark barks um were there any other questions because i know that you were scouring the the questions that we put we put out a question on twitter again if you're not following us on twitter you do miss out on a lot of the opportunities to ask questions and have discussions with us. Were there any other questions that really stuck out for you? Um, I mean, there were a, a few. Like, there was talks about, like, protocols or rules in a uh, poly family or poly relationship that you might look for. Uh, there was right. things about, like, preventing clicks I thought was interesting because I... Ooh, that was something I... Let's go into that. So, this was something that sort of touched me personally uh, because um, sometimes... You know, the, I, I, the, the way the question seemed to be approached was like, how do you have like a leather family without it becoming a click or ostracizing people? And for me, I my brain immediately goes to, well, you are kind of a click. You are. Because you're a family. Like, But you don't have to be the mean girls. No, no, no. Of course not. Like, But I mean, there's a level of understanding. Like the reason I have the Robbins family and we are per- specifically identified as the Robbins uh, is because that is our family. You know, like we go on family vacations together. Like we celebrate Christmas together. But, you know, I still have like other mentorships that are not necessarily, quote, Robins uh, that, you know, I might invite to other events or that we're really close to, but they're not like, they're, they're not family events um, or there's like extended family. Like, hmm. you know, this is my boy's partner, you know, like who he's in a relationship with. Uh, you know, he's not necessarily a Robins, but, you know, he's still extended family if that makes sense so there is a level of clickness to it but and i I just want to be clear like it's you know it it depends on your level like there could be like a pack and i feel like a pack is much more openly defined a pack is much more openly defined Hmm. whereas like i you know a family has almost more of a hierarchy like you have your patriarch or matriarch um okay Okay. you're giving me no 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 clicks clicks anyway clicks 
like how or, do you or it could just be like a a or it could be just like a group or it could be like i uh, you know i am part of the I'm, I'm not personally but i was saying like if you are part of like a leather club for example you know that's more of a group like mm. You know, there is an inclusiveness of like, hey, like you're welcome to come to events and you're welcome to hang out. But that doesn't mean you're necessarily like a full time member either. Um, so I, th I do think there is sort of a, a different set of levels of, quote, clickiness. I wouldn't call it a click. Maybe that's the problem. Because like there's a difference between a click of friends and a family of friends. Yes. Like you build a chosen family because you can rely on someone you're you, maybe you're financially involved as well if you're like or you live together you know that's like a family that you're forming whereas a click feels like more friendship based things where people are kind of you know not very very intimately related or connecting or you know what i mean yeah like i'm all for gooning together with you but i might not you call say you gooning if, together yes oh, okay but I, <laughs> but I might not call you if i'm having a medical emergency yeah yeah, and that's, yeah. that's sort of what the line is. Like, if you're in my family, I'm expecting that you take care of yourself and you take care of our family together. Now, me, Paladin, and Stefan, who some of you know, like, if we were in a little friendship circle and we were just talking to each other, that's a click. Like, we're, we're being shady. You're not invited. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, like, as an example, as an example. And I'm not having sex with Stefan. So, like, that, therefore, it is not poly, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and and really kink should be in, as inclusive as possible. And I am very yeah. proud of the community for slowly opening up those doors and hopefully we'll speed up some of those opening of doors to other types of family, like having, you know, uh, monogamous straight couples coming to kink events uh, that seemed unheard of, you know, and even almost strange uh, up to like seven or eight years ago. And now it's becoming much more of a norm. And I appreciate that a lot. Uh, but then that also brings up the question of like, where is our safe space or do we have space? Is there even a need for a safe space uh, for some of those things? And different com different conversation for a different day, I suppose. Yeah, that's 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 like poly 102 maybe. But I think I think the at the end of the day, like this is a good conversation and starting point. And it just allows you to kind of open up, come to the table confidently Remember, this is not cancer, it's Christmas, is one of my favorite sayings, although a little morbid, maybe. I, I hope I one day understand what that means, because that sounds it's not bad It's right not now. bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, opening up a relationship to be poly, like, it's this is not a bad thing that we are failing by oh, wanting yeah. to do it. It's not cancer. It's not destroying our relationship. It's Christmas. I got you this gift of things that we can explore together. Yes, not talking about your needs. That's a cancer. Like, yeah. Uh, building, letting those things hold in about, like... Uh, those uh, your needs and whatever it may be, and that's something that I've tried to express to uh, some of my uh, my straight friends uh, before. Is that you know, like I would talk about like my polyamorous relationships, and my they'd be like, "Well, one day I hope you find satisfaction in just your husband." It's like, that's, oh, that's ew. that's not that's the not point. The point. <laughs> like, I'm not upset with my husband. I love my husband, but like we both have different needs, and we're expressing those and working those together. This has brought us closer together, and not dragged us apart. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. Would you have any last minute thoughts before we close off? Yes. Okay. Uh, so one of the big things that I thought about, I and, and there does seem to be a lot of this because there are people like, I'm looking for that connection. I'm looking for that need. And I just want to be clear, like as somebody who's been in a very serious scholarship before and been thrown out of them before, <laughs> uh, you do not need a scholarship or an official leather family in order to feel fulfilled, even as a kinkster, or to even express those sides of yourself, or to need those sides of yourself. Did you mean to say fulfilled? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you, you don't necessarily need a, a collar in your neck to have a significant relationship with somebody. You don't necessarily have well, to get this have thing off of me. Get this thing uh, off of me. Rings no, to have a significant relationship with yourself. You don't have to have you know a family name to be. You know significant or to be close to somebody uh they're just symbols and that's 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 really what a lot of this is and so like for example like i tend to wear uh my own collar uh that it doesn't belong to anybody right now uh originally i wore it uh after losing my leather family uh because or like breaking away from that leather family because i was i was trying to struggle about what my identity was do i have self-worth now that i'm not in this leather family that I've dedicated for the last five years? Mm. And the answer is yes. And having that collar helped me get through that for a while. But now I'm at this stage where I can take it off without feeling anxious. And because I found a lot of that self-worth, like I, I just want you to remind everybody that a leather family is not really what defines you in the, in the kink community. It mm. is a great support and is a good way to help uh, find that support and find people with similar interests or to even just feel safe in general. 
uh, but that doesn't define and make you more or less as a person. Also, save the Kiwis. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they ruined the moment. No, I'm kidding. Oh, well, thank you. I really like that. And and I hope that this is like a good relatable starting point for anyone that wants to look into poly or even look into leather as a because leather families and polyamory it might be different it might be the same and that's where this conversation is a starting off point because not every leather family is going to be polyamorous and not every poly family is going to be into leather no <laughs> but kind of talking about this with the 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 gaze the gaze hi we're the gaze of of leather and poly is kind of interesting and it's it's a the conversation we haven't had before especially with someone with so much leather and family Yes. You're that someone. I have a lot of leather and a lot of family. <laughs> if people would like to find your family or you and what you do online, Paladin, oh. where can they find you? Um, so I'm on the social medias as at uh, Leather Paladin. Uh, so that's for Twitter, Instagram. Um, do you have other things? I have you some can, other you things can say there. Only Fan, fans accounts. Fans, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not as good about posting to those things. Yeah, uh, you're fine. But you know, hey. Uh, but I like I am very clear about like on my recon and my scruff as well. I'm on there those as well. I I am busier these days, uh, but I still try to at least answer questions the best I can. So if you so do applications have are closed, there's no spoons left at the moment. But I, I don't necessarily have spoons for more collar shifts right now. But I am happy to answer questions. I'm happy to explore things. Uh, if you have questions about how polyamory works. Um, I, I've done several interviews with, with people before on this. I, I would love to be able to answer questions. Uh, it was actually really exciting to me to see uh, his post today about uh, with all the different questions because it My brought post? back a lot of them. Yeah, your oh, post. Okay. Your post uh, what with, did you say his? It wasn't necessarily your post specifically, but everyone oh, okay. responded anyway, to your and post. Anyway, my, my, my socials are pubamp amp everywhere, but this has been What's Your Safe Word, the sex education podcast. It's got a few kinks. Leave us some reviews down below on whatever app you're listening to. Leave us some comments if you're listening on the YouTubes or the patrons who are getting this live video format of Paladin mm -hmm. doing this. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh. And we can't wait to hear from all y'all. Next keep those close on. Next time. Bye. Bye everybody. Thank you so much. You're so formal. I, Thank you so great. much. Oh, I, I mean I'm excited. This is good people, good people. Might Would you well. say if you had a puppy cule that was happy, it was a polywag? Oh Jesus. But um I love it.